Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, and you're listening to episode one. My name is Mark. I'm your host, and I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to share in this podcast, I'm excited to share some ideas with you and lessons that I've learned over the 12 years that I've been making money online. Uh, during that time, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be part of a few different successful projects. I, I just counted in my head, and my current, my current day job, my consulting gig, I'm, I'm, a, solo, I'm a solo consultant, but my, my current consulting business is my fifth six-figure project online. I've done everything from sort of ad-driven revenue to uh, drop shipping physical products to high-end coaching, sub- uh, subscription-based software, digital products, and now consulting and coaching. So I've, I've been in a lot of different business models, and I've learned a ton. And I think that just like you, I'm really in pursuit of my ideal business, I want to create a business. I want to discover a business that allows me to do work that I truly enjoy and get paid the amount of money that makes my life work and and keeps keeps me happy. So that's what this podcast is about. It's about discovering our ideal business by trying a lot of different things, failing at some of them, succeeding at others, and in the process, being able to create a list of the types of work and the types of products that we love to, to work on and also creating a list of those things that we're not excited to work on. If we can do that, find work we enjoy that people will actually pay us for, we've got our ideal business. I think we can get there together. Now, I think I can be useful to you because for the last three plus years, I've been consulting dozens and dozens of solo business owners on their businesses. And specifically, I've been consulting them at the level of their numbers. So I haven't been, I haven't just been in a conceptual or theoretical uh, relationship with my, with my clients. We've been in the nitty gritty of how much money do you need? Where's that money going to come from? Um, where are we going to spend that money? And how are we going to make this business work? Having been able to see that in dozens of different businesses, I've got a totally different perspective than I would have had just from my own projects. So as I work with you on this podcast, it's going to be from a place of the specific nuts and bolts, dollars and cents of how to create a business that you're really excited to run and that's paying you what you need to earn. Now, there's only two resources you can spend in your business. You can spend time and you can spend money. So every time we're talking about a tactic or a strategy or an opportunity, we're always going to talk about how much time can you put into it, how much money can you put into it, and what do you expect to get back from those those investments. In order to keep this concrete and, and not let it get too abstract or theoretical, I always want to bring all of our discussions back to a simple framework. It's nothing revolutionary, but it's just simple enough to be useful. I call it the revenue cycle. And inside the revenue cycle, you have the three basic elements of every single business. You have marketing, you have sales, and you have fulfillment. Marketing, of course, is what brings people into your world, into the world of your business. Sales is what helps those people give you money for goods and services. And fulfillment is when you deliver a great experience, whether it's a product or a service or a piece of software, whatever it is, you deliver a great experience to that customer. If, you're, if, if everything goes well in the revenue cycle, it just feeds right back on itself. You 
introduce someone to your world, you sell them a product, you deliver a great experience, and then they go right back in and they buy something else from you, and they tell other people to come check you out. So if we're doing this right, the cycle feeds back on itself and we have a business that starts to grow and thrive. Every time we have a conversation about investing time and money into your business, we're going to frame it in the revenue cycle. Are we talking about marketing? Are we talking about sales? Are we talking about fulfillment? Let's dig in just a little bit on each of these three areas so that you can start to let them kind of simmer in your head. And when we have future conversations, you'll always be able to refer quickly back to this model. Inside marketing, we've got four key components. The first one I call positioning. A lot of people might call this uh, your, your niche. Others might call it you know your market. But what we're talking about here is who you serve and how you serve them, what problem you solve. So I call it positioning because my positioning statement in my current business, for example, is that as the budget nerd, I help life and business coaches pay themselves more, smooth out their cash flow, worry less about money, and make smart investments with their business finances. That's my value proposition, so that's my positioning statement. It identifies my ideal client and how I serve them. From positioning, we move on to contacting. These are the set of strategies and tactics that introduce new people to me. So for example, right now, my only real contacting strategy, I have a couple of contacting strategies with Budget Nerd, but most of my new contacts come from word of mouth. Occasionally, I'll be invited to speak uh, online at a webinar or on a podcast or at a live event, and that's also a great contacting strategy for me when I'm standing in front of a group of, of, a group of people and they're getting to know me. So those are contacting strategies. From contacting, we've got to move on to establishing a relationship and building trust, building authority. Because once someone knows you, they have to feel a connection to you, and they have to believe that you can solve their problem. And that's called building a relationship and establishing trust. By the time we've established trust, we've gone through the whole marketing portion of the revenue cycle. We know who we are, we know who we serve, and we know what we do for them. We have a way to contact new prospective customers and clients, and we have a set of methods and strategies for getting those new contacts to like us and to trust us. Now, it's a little bit tricky with the contacting piece, and uh, I'm sorry, with the, with the, yeah, with the contacting piece, because a lot of times business owners think that they're, that they're doing contacting, but they're not. Let's use, for example, blogging. A blog post is not a contacting strategy, but a lot of people think it is. And the reason they think it is is because everyone tells them, you got to blog, you got to blog. The problem is a blog post lives on your website. And if someone reads it, then yes, they're going to they're gonna like you, they're going to trust you, they're going to believe in your authority. But who's going to read that blog post? The only way someone can read that blog post is if they see it in the first place. And the only way they can see it is if you reach out to them and invite them to see it. So whether reaching out to them means uh, promoting that post on Facebook, um, driving other paid traffic to it, asking people in your network to share it on social media, those are the contacting strategies. The blog post itself is not a contacting strategy. It's a relationship-building strategy and a trust-building strategy. So you have to be sure that as you're, as you're developing your, your marketing plans, you actually are develop, you're starting with contacting strategies that introduce a steady stream of new people to you. Because if you'll introduce a steady new stream of people to you, then uh, some of those people are going to like you and trust you, and they're going to be ready to go on to the sales portion of the revenue cycle. Now, in the, in the sales part of the revenue cycle, we're making an offer. 
We're saying, here are the features and the benefits I'm going to give you, and here's how much money I'm asking you to pay for that. Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. We'll follow up with the people who say no. But the people who say yes, they move right on to the fulfillment process. And in the fulfillment process, we actually deliver the experience. Here's your widget, or here's your coaching, here's your, here's your consulting or your service. And we're giving them a great experience because if we do this right, then marketing, sales, and fulfillment feeds right back on itself into more marketing, sales, and fulfillment. If I give a customer a great experience, they're going to buy other stuff from me and they're going to introduce other people to me. So I call this the revenue cycle because done right, it just feeds on itself and it creates a growing and a thriving business. All we can spend, the only two resources we can spend in business are our time and our money, which means anytime we talk about how to solve a problem in your business or capitalize on an opportunity in your business, we're going to be asking ourselves, what is the area of the business that that this affects? Is it marketing? And inside marketing, is it specifically contacting or is it building trust? In sales, is is it making an offer? In fulfillment, is it improving the customer experience? How can we spend money to improve each of these areas? How can we spend time to improve each of these areas? That's every conversation we have about a business can come back to that simple model. Uh, A couple other things before we wrap up this first episode. First of all, we got to talk about measurement. Marketing, sales, and fulfillment are are the drivers of the business of the revenue cycle. But we measure each of those areas so that we know what's working and not working. And measurement is something we'll talk a lot about on this podcast because I've had a lot of experience with it in my consultancy and in my businesses. So we'll talk about measurement. But we will also always be having conversation about whether we hire it out or do it ourselves. And by it, I mean every part of the business, the contacting, the building trust and relationships, the selling, the fulfillment. Do we hire it out or do we do it ourselves? Trying to make that decision between basically being a DIYer or building a team. And and part of that conversation, hire it out or do it myself, is also the education conversation. If I choose to do it myself, how much am I going to have to pay in terms of my time and my money in order to learn how, the, how to do the thing? So you can see that everything that we need to talk about as business owners is captured by this revenue cycle and by the measurement of each piece and by deciding whether to do each piece ourselves or hire someone else to do it. I'm, I'm doing this podcast because I want to talk to you about this revenue cycle. I mean, you personally. I look forward to having conversations with you live on this show to get you through your sticking points inside the revenue cycle so you can go a little faster, feel a little more confident, worry a little less, make a little more money. That's what we're doing here. Hang with me. Uh, I'm going to be putting out an episode each week, and I'll talk to you in the next one.